Hey everybody, welcome to Raven's House of Entertainment. I'm here with two special guests to do a review today, Heather and Holly. Heather, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Glad to hear it. And you, Holly? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing? I'm great. We've got the dream team today, H and H. Right. That's a popular bagel place in New York. <laughs> bagel. Yummy bagels. So today, me and my special guest friends are here to review the last voyage of the Demeter. I said it right, didn't I? Absolutely. Yes. yes the Demeter, which I like to call it the vampire on the boat movie, but we're still working that out. So I'm going to start off with the synopsis and then go through the cast and then we'll give out thoughts and see how you guys like how we review this because our reviews are very important because we're really good at it. Seriously. Check out pages. <laughs> so the last voyage of the Demeter. Synopsis is based on a single chapter, the captain's logs from Bram Stoker classic 1897 novel Dracula. The stories set aboard a Russian schooner, I never heard that word before, schooner Demeter, which was to carry a private cargo, 24 unmarked wooden crates from Carpathia to London. Is that right, Carpathia? Yes, Carpathia. The film will detail the strange events of the Befell and Doom crew as they attempt to survive the ocean voyage. Stalked each night by the terrifying presence on board the ship when it finally arrived near Whitby Harbor, it was derelict. There was no trace of the crew. And yes, that's the most I read in like three to four years. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So just that, just that synopsis alone like gave me a little bit of chills. I love this movie. And then I'm just going to go down with the cast. I want to just give them a shout out. We have the main character, Corey Hawkins, who played Clemens, Aisling Franciosi, who played Anne, Liam Cunningham, who plays Captain Liam, David Dashmalachin, who plays Wojciech, Chris Wiley, who plays Abrams, John John Brions, who plays Joseph, Stefan Kapipik who plays Ogarin and Martin Ferrellin, who plays Lawson, Nikolai Nikolov, who plays Perl, and Woody Norman Tobies, who plays the little boy. So now we got through with that. Holly, how do you, first we're gonna start off with the story. We're just gonna tear this apart. What did you think? How do you like the story? Um, I really liked it. And, you know, obviously I liked it because it was, you know, loosely based on the seventh chapter of, you know, Bram Stoker's classic. And yeah, I read the book and that's like one of my all time favorite movies. I just, you know, the ambience, of the movie, everything was great in my opinion. You read the book. Mm-hmm. A long time ago. I'm jealous. Yeah, I don't read, so <laughs> I can't wait for the movie to come out. So, well, let's be real. So, when you read it, it's more detailed. I would think of a movie, so that's actually better. Because you know how people say the book is always better than the movie. Oh yeah, have you seen that book? It's thick as hell. <laughs> and 
Heather, what do you think? Um, I really loved it. The film surprised me because when I first heard of it, I thought it was going to be, had potential to be dull um, or average or very surface level, but I thought it was really incredible that it's not. Um, the cast and the director do a really fantastic job, and I really, really looked forward to it after I found out that Andre Overdahl was directing because he directed The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Which is a good movie. Love that movie. Yeah, it's very cre- creepy, and I love that movie, too. I like mm-hmm. the actress. I forgot the actress' name, but I like her who played in that, too. I've seen other things. And, and the other thing about this movie, what I really like, I liked how they had that like old school, creepy but atmospheric feeling to the whole movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it was it was dark and gothic. It was it was just really good. And what do you think about the characters in the movie? Either one. Char- jump. Uh, are we getting into spoilers or how? No, we yeah. Once we do this, it's no it's spoilers on here. Awesome. So. I mean, Balls I'd to the love wall. To... Okay. Um, so I really loved Corey Hawkins' character, um, Mr. Clemens. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons I'm super passionate about film or any storytelling art form, for that matter, is because of the emotional response it elicits from a viewer. Because we're all on, we're all going through something, right? We're all on different places in our journey, and sometimes a story or a character or a theme or a piece of dialogue can really speak to us. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt when the crew is at dinner and they're all discussing how they're going to spend their bonus. Oh, yeah, that was a good part. And uh, Corey Hawkins' character, he says he only wants to make sense of this world and everyone kind of just sits there and they kind of chuckle at him. And I just thought that that was so unexpectedly profound, the concept of do not seek to be understood, but rather understand. And I just thought that that really resonated with me personally because of being at a point in my journey where, you know, um, everyone expects me, for example, to be married, have kids, do all these things. And I keep thinking, no, that's not my path. I'm still learning and I want to continue to learn. So I instantly gained so much admiration for this film from that moment and that character. I totally understand what you mean. Because when they had that scene at the table, Everybody was just like, they were more just like rough around the edges type of guy, but he was like educated and smart. He went to like the best schools, but he was held back because the color of his skin. Mm-hmm. So, so, but he was, he was all man about the world and science and trying to learn and trying to understand everything. When everybody's just like, I'm going to go get drunk. I'm going to spend this. I'm going to buy that. I'm going to go get a whole bunch of whores. That just, you know what I'm saying? And he was just like, I just want to understand the world and what things are going on. So it just shows you the different perspective but he had over everybody else on the crew. So I, I trust me, I noticed that part too. Yeah, but, I loved him. Loved the captain. Loved the, I thought the little boy was fantastic too. Yeah, I actually liked the little kid. And in the movies, I always, I'm not, not because I'm mean, it's just because they don't do it here in America <laughs> a lot. They do it in a lot of overseas, in other countries. They never like to kill the kid or they never want to like do any harm to a kid, but that's not like real life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need, well, yeah. Go ahead. You want to bring more and, drama and attention to it. And especially when you're dealing with a character like, you know, Dracula. I mean, it, it's not like he, you know, gives a shit who he's feeding off of or, 
you know, who he's killing, you know, it's, an animal. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it's food, you know, everyone's yeah. food. We're, we're not kids, humans, women, you know, men, whatever we're, we're food. So that was, you know, I mean, it was yeah. great. Yeah, uh, like no when they go falls to the wall. Yeah. He has no compassion for anything. So it, it's great. It is. And, you know, like you guys, I'll, I'll agree with you guys. The cast was really, really good. They picked perfect for the whole entire cast. And it was, it was very well acted, you know, scripted well. Like I said, you know, no complaints. I mean, they all brought, you know, feeling to their characters. And, you know, there were little differences here and there, you know, like um, the first, you know, deckhand you know was that was his home you know he didn't you know want to leave it the captain was you know getting ready to retire you know and i mean you know they all had their their different you know things and what what they want in their different emotions and i thought it was great it, it was really well you know written and acted and, you know, yeah. the build-up and here, too, I didn't mind the build-up. You know, it was something that I didn't get bored with the build-up in this movie. Some Most generally, I do. I didn't in this. Yeah, same. Because usually, I like slow. It was like a slow in the beginning because it's telling the story. And, you know, old-school gothic movies are always kind of slow build-up. And, and I, you know I me, mean? I don't like slow burns. But certain ones I do in this one, I could, I'm definitely going to see again. Or it's definitely when it comes back out. So it's definitely, and it goes like it's it's a steady pace, and it's and then when it goes, it starts going at the, towards the end. So that's what I like about that too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the slow burn sucked you in, you know. With it, it was visually, you know, extremely ap- appealing. You know, it was it was beautiful. You know, visually, it was dark and gothic, and acted really well. And you know, they focused a little bit on you know each of the characters, and you know. Yeah, definitely like too. Yeah. They they had a better like um they had a more expansion of humanization on the character on their story arcs than uh than was like in the present in the in the Bram Stoker original novels and they give you more of a few, a further depth into the characters this time and instead of like before. Absolutely. You know, you got attached to, you know, the characters and that's always good. I really like the captains um besides Clemens was my favorite of course, but I like this is my second favorite was the um, captain right hand man. Wojcik. Yeah, yeah, I liked him, and I seen him in a lot of other things. I just can't picture it, but I, I liked his character. I liked him. I was I was sad to see what happened when he. I was hoping he was going to survive, like because most of sometimes you just like already know like he's going to die, he's going to die, he's going to die, mm-hmm. and he was that character. That's like he's going to go fifty fifty. Yeah, because you never know how they were going to do it because this is just an adaptation. Because when you first go into the story, you you realize that this is a story where we know the ending. Like, no one is supposed to live. So it kind of made it an intriguing concept to think, how are they going to make this interesting still if we all know the ending? Exactly, um, because nobody don't supposed to live. So you already know the right. ending going in. They, they completely, uh, you know, threw us for a loop on that, you know, because you... That, and that's what I was saying. I'm like, okay, well, they showed it. No one lives. And then mm-hmm. the ending happened. It's like, well, holy crap, that was a huge twist. Uh-huh. And I like, um, before I go jump ahead, 
I like how um, that they didn't that they did kill a little boy. Toby, what was his name, right? Toby. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like that they kind of did show it and everything. Because like like we were talking about before, like Dracula doesn't see us as there's no remorse as oh he's a little kid or he's an older woman. They're just food. I don't give a fuck what they doing, who they are. Dogs, animals, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, unapologetic. Yeah, That's just- how I felt in that moment. I was and I I feel like that was one of the creepier moments for me too. When he's crawling, Dracula's crawling on the crates above him. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. And he looks down on him. I feel like that was one of the best shots. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. He was totally stalking him. And they gave you that moment of hope because, you know, he realized it. They ran down there. They're, you know, beating through the door. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, it was like pretty much screw that. <laughs> and they unfortunately had to watch it. And what do you guys think about the special effects? I thought they were very well done. The, the boat, oh, yeah. the background, the, the sea and everything, especially um, Dracula, Munster himself. Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was great. He was, you know, old school creepy. I mean, and it, it it was good. I mean, it was, you know, like I said before, it was visually, you know, beautiful. It it really was. There were no, it was seamless. Yeah, the aesthetics was nice. Like, because even in the daytime, it looked creepy. Then the nighttime was definitely creepy. And then the way they they had Dracula, it wasn't even like a, a human Dracula. They made him more bat like in between back yeah. and, and then stuff like that. So I like that. I didn't think they were going to do it like that. And then when I first started seeing it, I was like, oh, they made a more creature. Not even like um, old school, wasn't it? That's enough for us too. I can't pronounce that name. That's for us too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they made it. Yeah, he, he was like in between that and back. <laughs> so. Yeah, I love that they, they kept him as a beast the entire time. And yeah. I think that it made it more dooming. Um, because there's no reasoning, there's no negotiating, there's no mercy when you deal with a beast. So there was no like open-ended possibilities that he was just going to slaughter everybody. Everybody. And- yeah, the the human aspect of him was completely not there. It was it was gone. No humanity. Yeah, I appreciated that. So and, he, and he was just carrying Anne along just for food until he got to wherever he was going. <laughs> Right, that was that was pretty brutal, man. <laughs> I really, and I really liked her character. She grew on me for some reason. And I sad, did too. To see what happened to her at the end, I was like, I didn't see that. I didn't see that part coming. But believe it or not, I didn't see that part coming. I thought they both was gonna make it towards England, and but I didn't, I didn't see for some reason that part coming when he stopped feeding her the blood. Mm. I didn't really think about it either until I think there was a moment at the end where um, it's tied to the the mass and they and he burns in the sunlight. Yeah. Um, Olgarin. Okay. She has this look. I think she has this look on her face. I went and saw it twice again. So when I noticed it the second time, like he has, she has this look on her face when he burns, mm-hmm. and it kind of almost like it makes more sense now. That she kind of has this idea that she's it's going to happen to her too, but I didn't see it at all the first time. Oh yeah, because once you get bit, you're supposed to be cursed. So, but mm-hmm. she got saved by Clement blood when he was feeding her the blood here and there. But the kid was younger, so when his father was doing it to him, the captain, and that part was cool too. When he's like, "I seen him move. I seen him move." When he was under, when they were about to throw him overboard. 
And oh yeah. And then he picked it up and then he started burning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that reminded me of um Thirty Days of Night <laughs> when Josh yeah. Hornet, Josh Hornet was sitting on top of the hill waiting for the sunlight to come. Like what happened to Anne when she was on the raft thing. Oh, that's a great yeah. vampire movie. I love that's like my one of my top. That's actually mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite vampire movie, Thirty Days. But this is yeah. right now. This one is right there. This is like one. I don't know. Interviewing the vampire too. I love that movie too. Interview with the vampire was really good. It was you know that was one of those poignant movies. Yeah, I need to watch the show. Everybody told me the show was good. It's a little bit different, but everybody told me the series is good. So I need to watch that too. But I definitely this movie. And another thing with this movie too, I was looking at like Rotten Tomatoes, and a lot of the other reviews on there was giving it bad reviews. And it real, and then I was reading other interviews and reviews about the movies, and people was talking about how Rotten Tomatoes like is trying to like give this a bad name when it's not. I wouldn't listen to Rotten Tomatoes on this one. This is a really good vampire movie. I don't listen to Rotten Tomatoes and a lot of stuff. You know, people, you <laughs> like you like what you like, you like who you like. And, you know, I'm not going to diss anyone if they don't like it, if they do, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, you know me, I, I can't stand the freaking gatekeepers. Yeah, you know how many yeah. times, I, you know how many times I watched the movie and people like, oh, that movie sucks and I watch it because I want to see it anyway. And I was like, this movie ain't bad. So I don't know what people be talking about. Right. <laughs> and, you know, if they think it, 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 if they don't like it, fine. But don't judge anyone else for liking it. I mean, everyone... It's a beautiful thing about humans. We all have our own choices and we all have our different tastes. That's true. But and I heard that. Uh, horror is completely subjective anyway. Like, my favorite movie is probably going to be someone else's least favorite movie. I think, I think there's even um, there's an old Twitter retweet from, I think it's Bloody Disgusting. And they even say there's like a question that's like if you could remove any horror movie from the genre, which one would you do? And they say none of them because even my least favorite is someone else's favorite, so I would never remove a single one. Exactly, and you know, and and horror, you know, has a lot of genres and subgenres now, mm-hmm. and you know, you get a lot of people that are gate gatekeepers. You get a lot of people that. Oh, you know, I like alien horror and pretty much that's it. So everything else sucks and I'm gonna down that. It's like, you know what? I hate whatever. That. So yeah. do I. And it's I'm like a, yeah. I like yeah. all horror. As long as it's good. Exactly. As long as it's good. You're I mean, you're you're not really a true fan if you can't, you know, accept or appreciate all of it. So how yeah. are you how are you guys both um are you disappointed with the ending or did you like how it ended? Oh no, uh, I, I love that they set it up for a sequel because I'm super, because Mr. Clemens, his character doesn't exist in the book. So that's mm-hmm. completely made by the adaptation. But I like that they set it up that way because I'm I'm invested now in his character. I want to see, does he make sense of Dracula? Like, does he find the answers that he's looking for or does he prove it to be inconclusive? You know? Gotcha. That's true. I, yeah, I I loved it, quite frankly, because I like, and like you said, you know, it's, you know, loosely based adaptation. I like that they added that. It was, it was a total twist, and 
um, especially from, you know, thinking that you know how it's going to go because they did the ending first, you know, you thought. And I love how they kind of set him up, you know, to be um, Van Helsing-ish, you know? Yeah. And that he's, like, completely badass and just on the hunt for him. Yeah, and I like how Dracula kind of, like, teased him at the end. Right. Yeah. yeah. He was in the bar and, like, whispered past him and brushed him. And then he followed him into the alleyway. It was pretty cool. I like right. how they set it's- it up. Total game of cat and mouse. And I, I also loved how um Clemens became total badass and just not afraid. He's, you know, yeah. just going out. He's just he's hunting him. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. like, fuck it. Whatever. So yeah, it's it's like, hey, you were hunting me and now I'm hunting you. Love it. Mm-hmm. And, he and he's like, like, it's almost like he's pursuing his life's work in a sense too, because he's seeking knowledge what make, out of life. Yeah, exactly. Trying to see what makes him live, why he's like looking like this, why he's like this. So mm-hmm. he's trying to figure out questions and have get having um, answer questions. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I like that. You know, it it's like he was lost, kind of. You know, in his life and in, in the world. Obviously, you know, at the table and what he was expressing. He he mm-hmm. he lost his path, and now he has you know this path, and you know that I I think that's great. I think it. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't expecting the ending, um, and it was really good. Yeah, because I I love the ending, like you said, like how they ended it with him trying, basically transforming him into like a Van Helsing. I like how they ended towards the end when Anne died, how she like burned on the stake on the, you know, when when because that actually took me by surprise when they were just talking. The next thing you know, they showed her, and the eyes was like like, like those blind people eyes. You know, she could see. I was like, what? That's like. Oh yeah, she's not getting the blood no more, so the virus is overtaking her. So like, yeah, never even thought about that. So that kind of got me. Yeah, I'm a a big uh, emotional movie watcher, so like I'll cry over like everything. (laughs) So the (laughs) the ending when Anna's burning, I thought it was so poetic. And back to what you were saying, Holly, about how beautiful this movie is visually. The cinematography is just stunning. It's really good. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. And the details are remarkable, like, especially when she is burning, like, her corpse kind of drips, drifts off into the horizon. That image is so captivating because of the color contrast between the blue of the sky and the orange of the flames. It just looks like a painting. Wow. Look, we have Miss Bob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, they, they were going for aesthetic appeal and they nailed it. It was, it was beautiful. You know, it. It was dark beauty. Yeah, and, I was gonna say it's pretty gothic. That's what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, and all of it, film. even even, you know, the you know, like she was saying, the poignant scene of that, it you know, Heather was saying it was it was beautiful. It you know, a, unfortunately it was a horrible event that, you know, they turned to be visually beautiful. Mm. Yeah, it was like yeah, it was a, morbidly beautiful. What yeah. is that called? Yeah, like a beautiful disaster they call it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> I think a, I think one of the a wrestler I used to I, I watch wrestling so I think one of the wrestlers had a name, a name one of their maneuvers were called beautiful disaster or something like that. <laughs> but but yeah, that's what it was. It was very pretty, but it was dark and griping and bloody and yeah. some people might find it creepy, but it was very pretty to look at too, especially if you yeah. did into gothic stuff. 
And then what did you guys think about the music? I liked it. I thought, you know, the score was really good in there. Um, I mean, everything fit so well. It's just, you know, it's amazing how everything fit. They obviously took their time and, you know, planning, casting, you know, they Mm -hmm. shot and they shot in Malta and, you know, a couple of different places. And it's, you know, it's gorgeous. The music was good, but I also focus on like the scenery and then what they were saying. Like even though even their um script of their words was like everything was like intense and like when they used to bang on the shit to try to talk to each other and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, all that stuff like was just like three D to me. Like it was just all bouncing off the wall. It's like everything was just so like like even when I went to the theater and see it, like everybody was just like so into it. And it was just like you hear every echo and little creak of the boat. It was, it was perfect. I thought it was like yeah. a perfect movie. Honestly, I'm sorry if people yeah. disagree with me. I yeah, was- no, it was good. I honestly, I can't you know disagree with you on anything. I tried. And, you know, <laughs> with them, you know, picking well, you know, they first picked Thomas Newman, but Bear McCreary had to take over, and he did you know Lord of the Rings. You know, mm-hmm. and Galactica. Yeah. So you, I mean, you know, he, you can feel it, and he's obviously, you know, great at, you know, matching the theme of the movie to the music, and can't complain, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love symphony orchestra music. It's actually my favorite genre of music, so I always pay attention to the musical score um, in the films. And I think that Barry McCreary, he did a great job. I think it elevates the film to feel so much more significant and moving. So I think that that's what really makes this film kind of stand out in a special way too, is because like we were talking about earlier, we know how this is going to end. How are they going to make this special? And I think the music played a huge role in that, making everything so much more meaningful and like heartfelt. Yeah. It's just like both of you just saying, like it played like the meticulous attention to detail and crafting a gruesome, inspiring chilling moments and truly like a like it was just like it was like very visceral realistic portrayal of Dracula's presence on a board of a ship and just tormenting people. It was just perfect. I just loved it. And I want to see it again. You know what? I might go see it again. Well yeah and I will too. And that that's you know something too like they you know they were saying you know towards the end you know he was picking one a night you know to feed and then yeah, yeah, he knows how to, he did, he knows how to um save his supply of food. Right. And then there <laughs> all of them were left and it's like well you know we're a day away and I got to uh, them all. <laughs> he doesn't yeah he he doesn't need us to feed anymore you know. Exactly because like, we're going to be angry and like in another day so he don't need it he's gonna kill us yeah so when they figured that out it's like uh well here we go (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, and they didn't hold back on the gore either which i really appreciated like sometimes i don't really enjoy cgi blood Mm -hmm. but that first kill when he first uh he gets petrosky i think his name is and he rips his throat out like and oh yeah he leans up and you see, I mean, it is CGI, yeah. blood, but it still looked because of the shadowing and the light, um, the yeah, lighting looked, that they chose. It looks so good. Yeah, it did. It didn't really look like that stupid CGI. It looked like, like you said, because they used the shadow and darkness of the gothic way it looked and it made mm-hmm. it look better. 
I mean, it was very. It dreadful. made it look real. Yeah. The movie was very dreadful. I loved. And then, yeah, and you know, I liked, like I said earlier, you know, he was he was hunting him. You know, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. was playing playing with his food a little bit before he, you know, just like and I, right, and you know, Joseph the cook, you know, when he dipped on the. Oh you know, yeah, the cook. Thank you for bringing yeah. That. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was a good scene. It's like, mm, yeah, you're not getting away. <laughs> nice try. You know what right. I noticed about always with horror movies? I think I always keep this opinion to myself. I never voiced it. You ever notice in horror movies, it's always the big, bad, evil, but they never show like a god or spirit or angel really helping out. It's always just the evil wins or the humans have to deal with it. Like it's never like a religious oh, yeah. help. I mean, you got some movies here and there. You know, maybe a miracle work with like an exorcist type of movie or, you know, but you know what I mean? It's like the evil controls everything. It's like it's no good in the world. Except it's, left, it's like it's no angel come and help. It's always just doom and gloom with the horror, you know? And I'm really glad that you brought that up because it's kind of an opinion that I keep to myself, too, because it's such, you know, religion is such a controversial thing and, and whatnot. But um, I noticed in this movie, everybody is so, like, it's in God's hands. Mm-hmm. It's in God's hands. And that's cool. But, like, they believe in God and they believe in superstition. But when things start to go terribly wrong, they don't listen to it at all. Like, they could have ported the ship, but they were so consumed with greed yeah, for exactly. their bonuses well, that well, they that's... risk all their lives to yep. get to London in time. That's why but God I'm... didn't answer because yeah. that's, a, that's a sin. <laughs> and like in the beginning, you know, the one guy that was chosen to get to get on there when he saw the marking on the crates, he's like, uh, you know, he's like, I'm not putting my money on like, here. Absolutely not. I'm not going. He's like, you know? he's not the money today, in the world. Satan. Yeah, he's like, no, get that. See, that's why he's still living. <laughs> And right. I love that they let Clemens live, who who proclaimed many times that he's a man of nature and science, not a man of God. Mm-hmm. And he turns out to be the one that's like, no, we have to make a plan. Because even at the end of uh, Wojcik, he's like, I'm giving up. Like, it's in God's hand. I'm giving up. And, and Clemens is like, what do you mean? Like, no, we got to. We got to do this and plan this. And he's right. the one that ends up making it through everything. So I thought that was a cool little tie into everything. Well, I guess they might haven't really read the Bible. I mean, I'm not, a, I, I'm not a religious person. I'm more spiritual. But God doesn't interfere with human reaction, human life. Whatever's going to mm-hmm. happen, going to happen. God's going to come down or angels going to come down to help you. If you read the Bible, he doesn't interfere. <laughs> so whatever's well, going to happen is going to yeah. happen. Because we're we're free to make our own choices, you know that's why exactly. that's why the humans were kind of hated. So because we had we had free will. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when people be like, "Oh, God, will take care of this. God, take care of that." No, God's looking at you, idiots, do the stupid choices, and that's why you're in that situation. Right. You know. <laughs> you know. Hey, I'm going to give you the tools. You decide. You know exactly. what you're going to do and how yeah. you're going to work on them. You know. Yeah. And, and that's actually absolutely what it is. You know, this is. It's an unfortunate problem, you know. Find yourself, you know, way out. Fight, yeah. you know. Don't don't, don't get down up. with the tip. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I, I thought it was cool too when Toby's crying about the livestock. Um, oh, yeah. I thought this this theme it's kind of consistent with the themes too. There's a couple of them, but Clemens even sits down with Toby when he's upset because he's like, "I promised the captain I'd look after the livestock," and he's like, "Look," he was like. 
things go wrong wrong in life no matter what we promise that's true no and, matter how perfect and, you want things to be and that's we all we can do is do our best but as long as we do our best that's what matters and that's kind of i mean it's a stretch but like dracula being on the boat that you're like commuting on i mean that's something going terribly wrong yeah you got you got no wins <laughs> yeah, yeah you gotta just kind of roll with the punches exactly yeah you know that that you know unfortunately there are situations that you're put in you know that are out of your hands mm-hmm. exactly so any last words on this movie any one of you i hope that they make you know a second one i really do i hope that they and they continue with you know clemens hunting him because that could be a whole another universe and i I feel that they could do great with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. I think this is a beautiful period piece and it kind of brings that scary vision of Dracula back to life. Um, so I'm really hoping that they do go through with the sequel. I know that unfortunately um, the numbers aren't doing so well, but um, I'm hoping that they just kind of like do it anyway. Cause this, this budget was 45 million to do mm-hmm. this film and it's only made like close to seven. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping a lot of people we can get the word out, and a lot of people will go out and support it because yeah, it's not doing as good as they were hoping. And to be honest with you, you know, I was afraid that it wouldn't in this day and age because you know, lots of people, you know, now like the slasher flicks. You know, this is you know. Fashion, fast and go. Exciting. Yeah, and, the, yeah, and the, you know, no holds barred, whatever, and you know, speed. And this is, you know, this is art. It really is. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I love, I love the fucking balls to the wall slasher flicks. Love them too. Oh yeah, of course. But it was, it was just nice to see this. You know, I haven't seen anything like this, geez, in a long time. And let's face it, you know, we can name how many slasher flicks that we like. How many vampire flicks, you know, can we name that we like? And, Bert, yeah. you know, yeah, I only got four. Just, <laughs> right. And <laughs> and it's so few and far between that they do make vampire flicks, you know? Yeah. And good ones. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, I went to the movies last night to see this after work um, one more time. And it was me and three guys in the back of the theater. And, um, they were walking down the stairs and I was just, I was sitting there and I was making my notes and like listening to the, the end music. And I could just hear them on the way down. They were just like, that wasn't even scary. Blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't like it. And I was like, that's not the point. I was like, this was so much more, had way more depth than like your average horror flick. And like that, like, I feel like a lot of people aren't going to go see it because they're looking for that scare factor, that jump scare, the... They're looking for that 30 that Days thrill. of Night vampire. The fast ravage, blood ripping apart, you know, just mm-hmm. easy, easy to think story. Mindless, kind of. Yeah, this is different. Yeah, it's it's dark, it's brutal, it's dreadful. It's a little slow, but it gets to the point and then and it's worth the wait. Yeah, it is. It is worth the wait. And I, I like I don't even mean to sound pretentious by saying that, but there's just more to horror films than the cheap thrills. You know, like me. when they have yeah, when they have like a good moral or, or good like cinematography, like it's just beautiful to look at, it has something mm-hmm. to say, you know. 
And trust me, anybody that follows me, because I always say on my podcast, if it's a slow burn, they know I'm a king of slow hate and burns. <laughs> I would I would not I still didn't watch what's that movie? Summer? Midsummer. Oh, I, I I won't do it. I can't. Yeah, I, I rewatched <laughs> it. I rewatched it for you and I was like, I shouldn't have recommended this to him. He's gonna hate it. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I don't care how great people tell me it is or back and forth opinion, like, I'm not doing it. That's three hours. I'm not doing it. No. I, yeah. watch, I could watch two movies I like. I'm not doing it. <laughs> like, no. So and but so as somebody that don't like slow burns, even though there's some good ones out there, this one is definitely worth it. Well, and you know, they panned um I don't know, it just seems like they don't like Dracula movies because they panned um Renfield as well too. And Renfield was fun as hell. Renfield was good. It was fun. Yeah. Enjoyed it. You know, I think maybe we're over that vampire craze for a while. But remember we had Vampire Diary and then all these other vampire movies came out. It was a whole thing well, with Twilight and everything. It was just that genre at time. That's the problem. I and think that that's that is- what they go for now. You know? Exactly. Exactly. And this was rated R, so it cut out a whole group of people that could have watched it because they chose to go with an R rating and not a PG-13, which uh, I'm glad they did still. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I mean, you know, vampires are, you know, super romanticized and I get that people like that. Um, But, you know, I, I just like this and I hope, I like you said, I hope that they do make another one because, you know, going into the backstory on both of them, plus, you know, the relationship of, you know, the hunter, the hunted turn hunter, you know, can be great. It really can. But, and, you know, you were talking about 30 days a night and I'm wondering, honestly, if they were, if to release that movie now, what would the reception be for that? Because things have changed so much, you know, within mm-hmm. what people audiences and what they like now. Yeah. That's one of my, that's my, I think that's like my favorite vampire movie. I love that movie, 30 Days a Night. Right. Yeah, I did, mean, it was excellent. And then they did it a was stupid, terrifying. then they did a stupid number two straight to DVD and it was dumb. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, why they do that? But I guess the money, the budget, who knows? Money, you know how they do with a lot of straight to DVD. Like, worst case, I hope this one, at least somebody picks it up like Netflix or Hulu and they, with the same, with, with, with the same actor. Hawkins and they um they still continue regardless. Right, they could do that. I mean, there's so many you know shows that are coming out, which is great with horror that you didn't see you know ten years ago, yeah, and it's actual horror. And you don't need to be in the movies; you can just go to stream now. So, right. Yeah. So hopefully that works out because I, re- I don't believe it only made seven million dollars. <laughs> yeah, last time I checked, I think. A couple days ago, it was close to seven, but the budget was 45, and I was like... Oh. Yeah, it didn't help either that, you know, it was up against Barbie and, you know... Yeah. All that stuff, too. I mean, because yeah. let's face it, Barbie's going to, you know, knock everything out for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Such a bigger audience for that, too. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, horror is is so much bigger than it used to be which is great but it's still not you know i mean it horror it's getting, than yeah, top it's 40 getting, you know yeah, it's getting more props than it used to back in the day it's building up more but it's not there like everything else no mm-hmm. and it it probably never will be which sucks but you know yeah hey. horror, horror is like the stepbrothers in movie world right the little, <laughs> the little step yeah the little stepchild it, it really is but it is getting better than what it did back then 
Cause like, look at um, um, talk to me, and oh, yeah, Evil Dead. You know, those did very well. Yeah, and there's so like there's so many like I said genres and sub genres now. It's just so many. Back in the day, it was you know vampire slasher and alien. That's pretty much it. Yeah. But. Yes, but thank you guys for coming on and giving your thoughts and reviews on this. When we all seem like we're in sync with how it, how we like it. I did, you know, that was great. So, from one to five Raven Wings, what would you guys give it? <laughs> for me, 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 and Holly's always a half a wing off. <laughs> yeah, let's see what this will be. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to give it a solid. Four point seven five. Okay. What about mm. you, Heather? Oh, mm, you know, I'm gonna go for five out of five. I'm not. That's not even a cop out because I think that for me, when I can emotionally resonate with a film, mm-hmm. it, it it sticks with me like that emotional response that I get out of it. So I think this is gonna be. A new favorite, and I can re- the rewatchability on this one is is so high. Yeah, I'm actually absolutely. I've seen it again this weekend. Yeah, because I want to go see something else too. But I do, I did want to see this again, and it's still playing a lot in the theaters. Why me? Mm-hmm. So, what about you? I give this a solid four point five. Four point five, and the only reason I didn't give it the other. Point five is because of the pace. I'm sorry, I'm a big pace person. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> yeah. But it's good enough that I could watch it two times because I definitely would watch it again and did it. And I would definitely watch it on stream again. I would watch this movie at least three to five times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can't sure. wait to see it. Yeah. And it it was good to see, you know, another Victorian, well-made movie. Yeah, the script was good. The actors were great. the 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 atmosphere, the setting, everything was really, really good. I mean, it was really be past good. It was just really good. It so was. Just, but no matter what movie you have, is always going to be a hate. Just like you said with Barbie, people go follow. People are like sheep into a point. Like, oh, I gotta go see Barbie. Who knew all those people like Barbie? I seen Barbie, but I don't, I don't think I want to see a movie about Barbie. But people go with the trend. Everybody, well, the whole big thing, everybody's going to dress up and be pink. I think some of the people wanted to go to see Barbie because they just want to dress in pink. I mean, yeah, I it's, really it's, 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 okay. just, it's a trend. People just follow too. So here's what you're gonna love. So I had to get the. I'm going to the Demeter, okay? And then there's these three like women. In their 60s. And, you know, I'm in... They're standing by a Barbie picture. I'm in San Destin in this movie theater that is, like, ridiculous. Like, San Destin and where I'm at is ridiculous money. It is literally a movie theater on, like, a golf, you know, resort. You know, Mm -hmm. that literally you can walk out and walk to the golf. Oh, that's when he was on vacation. Yeah. So they're, you know, laughing. It's like, hey, 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 we need you to take a picture. And, you know, 
I'm like, okay, okay. I, I mean, I really have to pee, but sure, I'll take your fucking picture by Barbie, you know. <laughs> hey, they could be old Barbies. They were older. They were, they oh were yeah, old they were dressed in pink from head to toe. <laughs> you know, the older people. <laughs> they could be Barbies. I'm not hating. I just had to freaking pee, <laughs> and like, it's funny. It's like they didn't even ask me, and I'm like, I'm I'm on a mission, okay? You know, mm-hmm. I really have to go <laughs> because I'm one of those that like. Drank a ton of water before, you know, and because it's like 90 freaking degrees, 90 something degrees. What what was the one day? It was like 112, the index. I'm, I'm fucking dying here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was, it was, I think there were like literally maybe two or three other people in the theater, which is great, you know, for me, but not for the movie. Exactly. And Barbie yeah. was just, you know. I, I like it when there's nobody or two or three people in the movie. <laughs> I do too. All, all the but... other ones could be sold out or whatever, but I like it when I don't like people around me. Yeah, and I like it too, but I just, you know, I wish the numbers would be up. But hey, you never mm-hmm. know. I mean, Bar- we could see Barbie and be like, man, this is this is fucking awesome. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah. I'm just gonna wait until it comes on a stream. Same. I heard it was um because I when I first heard of Barbie, I thought it was just some like like mindless fun like movie but i guess it actually has like a really deep message behind it about like sexism and women and all that kind of stuff yeah there's a a lot there's a lot of uproar about this movie you know people are just like literally fighting over it and i'm like oh man we have better things to do with our time don't we (laughs) yeah but i mean i'm not gonna lie it's not it's not really you know something that I find appealing at all, but you know who knows. Well, I may catch it. I may not. Enough about Bobby. Did right. you guys? Uh, <laughs> did you guys see the preview um, in your theater when you saw this uh, for Killers of the Flower Moon? And it, no, I didn't see that. Oh, that one! It's a new Martin Scorsese movie, and it oh, looks with, so with Leo, good. With Leonardo. Yeah, and oh, okay. Robert De Niro. Yeah, 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 that looks really, really good. It looks super, super deep. But yeah, it looks, yeah. it looks good. Uh, yeah, the during that preview, I was like starting to cry at some of it. Yeah, seriously, it and was the, getting. Yeah, and the music behind it was so good. Absolutely. Yep. But. Yep. Anyway. What an exodus. Yeah, a great movie. I don't care about Bobby. I don't care about the Master Stacey movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just talking about the Demeter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm on the Demeter. <laughs> you guys just, just, just smacking more Demeter in the face with the other movie. <laughs> and that's what's wrong with that's what's wrong with the world. <laughs> but yeah, no, the Demeter was phenomenal. I really, really enjoyed it, and I think I hope more people go out and and see it. Well, by what I you, but y'all telling me you feel like oh, it's not going to get another one. <laughs> well, you know, sometimes they surprise you. Sometimes they don't. You know, just like sometimes there's, you know, movies do well and it falls through and they just don't make another one. So. Well, hopefully mm-hmm. that's right because I would love to see the continuation with Clemens hunting Dracula. So would I. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like you said, a whole another whole another world they can open up with that. Yeah. Any closing thoughts? Or oh, everybody's good. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm good. I mean, pretty much said everything that I had to say. 
Okay. Yeah. So, Go out and watch it, people. So Go see it, yeah. Our review on The Voyage of the Demeter. It's in theaters now. And it's a really great movie. It got a perfect five Raven Wings from Heather, a 4.7 from Holly, and a 4.5 from me. So definitely check it out. And I'm sure it's on screen. And it's true, too. Just because it doesn't do good in the movies, shit goes ridiculous on stream, too. And it's right. a lot of clicks, downloads on stream. Because I remember there's a few movies that did that. Like, it did, it did shit in the movie theaters. But on stream, it made ridiculous millions. And then they came out with another one, but on a, a streaming platform. So we only can hope for the best, because I hope it does, because this is a good movie with a great cast. Right. You know, we're still past COVID. People are still, you know, freaking out about that. Plus, you know, with things coming out so quickly to streaming, you know, people wait. They want to do it from the comfortability of their home, save money, whatever. You know? Yeah. That's true, too. Because at one point, I was like, well, I'm going to go. It's going to be on stream within a month or so, anyway. Yeah, I don't give a shit how you people watch it. Just fucking watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's all review. The Last Voyage of Demeter with Holly, and you can check out her Instagram page at I'm the Real Holly. As I always say, is she the real Holly? Because I know there's other Holly, but she's the real one out of all. Not, I'm the <laughs> I'm the real Holly. So check that out on her Instagram, and then of course Heather, aka at the underscore villainous underscore narrative. She got a lot of good reviews on there. Plus her TikTok, she's coming along with that. And at some point soon, she's going to have her YouTube channel and she's doing good things on there with that stuff and her reviews. So go follow her page with that too. And I'm sure you'll hear them back on here one at a time, both again. Let me know how you like it. But that's our review of The Last Voyage of Demeter, as I like to say, AKA the Vampire Boat movie. <laughs> Maybe you made more money if they made it that title. Who ever know? <laughs> absolutely you should like you know you should uh, shoot that to the the execs like I think it would do better <laughs> so thank you guys for being on thank you for having us yeah thank you appreciate it so until uh, again I'm sure we'll do something again I'm Raven Heather Holly Raven's House of Entertainment new and ex- and out there we're doing not just horror no more. We're doing just entertainment. We're interviews, mixed reviews, and a whole bunch of other shit. So thanks for joining in. Raven is out. And thank you guys for joining. You're welcome. Thank you. Bye, guys. Peace. Bye.